It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Is the deep state mafia setting up a massive cyber attack false flag on the American people that will disrupt the 2024 election? Well, it turns out that the United States intel agencies have been running tabletop exercises on this exact scenario. And now the Department of Homeland Security head Mayorkas says the greatest cyber threat to America is something called killware. So what's really going on here? Are we being set up for a massive false flag? And investigative journalist Whitney Webb has been writing about these cyber attack tabletop exercises for years, and she's been exposing what they've been up to. And then uh, this week we had a crazy quote unquote cyber attack that seemed to shut down half the Internet um, this week. Banks and Rumble was down. And what was what exactly is going on here? Are we being played like a fiddle? Uh, Whitney Webb joins us right now. Whitney, when you saw this big cyber attack unfolding this week, did you say, oh, here we go? Or is this maybe perhaps totally unrelated to your investigations? Well, I would keep in mind for those that may not remember a few years ago, um, you know, the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, uh, talked about a cyber pandemic, right? Right. Uh, which implied that it was going that there was to be in the near future what he described as something having significantly worse consequences uh, for for people worldwide than COVID uh, that was going to be um, you know a, a cyber pandemic meaning a series of cyber attacks. So I think that's essentially what's being uh, foreshadowed here. And I think you know we're uh, if we follow some other WEF warnings like we talked about uh, last time. It's quite possible that we'll be seeing uh, an escalation of you know what we've seen just this past week. Uh, but what matters also, and what doesn't get enough coverage, in my opinion, um, is you know how uh, the attribution of who's allegedly responsible for these attacks. So if you look at you know the recent news that um, alleged that some uh, Chinese military-linked um, group called Volt Typhoon was uh, embedded in U.S. national infrastructure. The only sources for that cited in those reports as to why that group is deemed to be Chinese and the only group uh, groups allegedly finding them in these national uh, uh, systems of uh, critical importance nationally are groups like uh, Moftu, as we talked about last time, uh, helped create the CTI League. Um, and also the CISA agency, uh, their longtime head, though, I don't think he's head anymore, but he was head at the time that agency was created. Chris Krabs uh, is former head of cybersecurity at Microsoft, and Microsoft also has a lot of uh, connections to uh, Cyber Reason, a group that's been doing a lot of these tabletop uh, simulations uh, that you referred to. Uh, earlier. And then the other group besides Microsoft is called Recorded Future, and they were created with seed funding uh, from Google Ventures and the CIA's InQtel. And they rarely, <laughs> if ever, provide any um, 
direct evidence as to why a group is, uh, you know, Chinese or Iranian or North Korean or Russian. You know, a lot of these groups, including, you know, uh, more notorious ones that blame stuff on Russian hackers uh, during like the 2016 elections, like, you know, CrowdStrike, uh, for example, more often than not, they don't give any actual evidence. They say, we suspect, or this group behaves similarly to a group that is, you know, of these various nationalities. And uh, we need evidence, especially since WikiLeaks uh, release of Vault 7, that um, the CIA and affiliated intelligence agencies in, in Five Eyes and beyond can blame any nation state they want by placing false fingerprints of various nation state actors in attacks, cyber attacks they actually conduct themselves. And it, the, the importance of that, you know, when you're talking about attribution, is that, you know, who's to blame for this catastrophic cyber attack? And it's very possible to have, you know, an extreme uh, psyop conducted on on the American population that could push us uh, into, you know, World War Three, uh, which I think, you know, the risk of that is much clearer to people now than it was even, you know, a few months ago. Yeah, Colonel Douglas McGregor on our show has openly pointed out he believes that they're, they may end up canceling the 2024 election, that martial law will be put in place, that there will be some sort of move to push Biden into a martial law situation. The 2024 election would be canceled in some capacity, and it will be totally controlled. And of course, your reporting with these tabletop exercises seems to, seems to suggest that this need for martial law would come as a result of a massive cyber attack. So can you talk about these tabletop exercises and what these agencies have been planning? And I mean, it's amazing to me that they're literally planning it. They've got the paperwork. They've been running the operations. This is not a conspiracy theory. They're laying the groundwork for this. Yes. So the exact scenario, which uh, uh, Colonel McGregor discussed on your show, has been simulated for years uh, by uh, the FBI, DHS and uh, various police departments, not just in the U.S., but also I believe they had one in the United Kingdom as well. Um, and the company responsible for this is uh, based in Boston. They're called Cyber Reason. They're a cybersecurity company uh, with very overt ties to Israeli intelligence. And essentially what they uh, conducted in this simulation was an attack on the election, but it wasn't an attack on election infrastructure. It was an attack on critical infrastructure um, and also things like uh, hacking traffic lights to cause accidents and kill people in car accidents, hacking self-driving cars to run over people waiting in line to vote, uh, you know, and, and hacking a uh, power grid and all sorts of things like that. So why are they conducting you know, uh, simulations supposedly about election security, but there was nothing about voting machines or, you know, election infrastructure at all. It was about uh, just murdering innocent people and uh, destroying critical infrastructure or, you know, jamming it essentially. And then, uh, you know, not that long after, uh, the head of DHS, Alexander Mayorkas, said that this exact type of hacks, which he referred to as killware, uh, is going to be the next big cyber attack. Um, which of course is deeply unsettling. And even more unsettling is that Cyber Reason, the head of Cyber Reason, Lior Div, says that his work at Cyber Reason is a direct continuation of his uh, service to uh, Israel's Signal Intelligence Agency, uh, Unit 8200. And while there, Lior Div specialized in offensive cyber attacks targeting other nations, uh, not unlike Ohad Zaydenberg of the CTI League. 
And it's important to mind that the head of the, the WEF partnership against cybercrime that's leading this push for a regulated internet due to a, a, you know, a, a coming cyber attack on critical infrastructure and the financial system is an Israeli intelligence operative named Tal Goldstein that uh, essentially created the model by which uh, the companies that Ohad Zadenberg and also Lior Div Cyber Reason uh, follow essentially, you know, uh, basically uh, the policy Goldstein created uh, back in 2012 while Netanyahu was prime minister back then and of course still is now, um, is that uh, Israeli... Uh, cybersecurity operation or you know uh, cyber operations that were previously conducted by Mossad or other Israeli intelligence agencies that used to be done in house are now going to be done through private companies and that same year for example 2012 is when cyber reason was created by Lior Div who says that his cyber reason is a direct continuation of his work at unit 8200 which was offensive attacks on other nations so, so we, just really crazy when you again consider what we talked about last time, that Israeli intelligence has a deliberate policy of getting the U.S. to preemptively uh, or at least attack Iran uh, first when they want to uh, bring in a regional war into the fore. So troubling, it's incredibly troubling, troubling we think situation. about when we know that they can place digital footprints, digital fingerprints on anything and they can claim that, oh, it's Iran. Yep. You know, the reason all of your banks are down. You can't get access to your monies because, you know, Iran just launched a massive cyber attack. And we're telling you, we're telling you that that's the case because Israeli intelligence is telling us, how can we believe them at all? And then what are we to do? Launch some massive military strike yeah. against Iran? And this is why evidence matters, because all of the companies essentially up to now that are being reported in mainstream media as the ones attributing blame to these nation states are either funded directly by the CIA or Unit 8200 <laughs> or people related to these intelligence agencies. People wake up. And we need better evidence than that. Wake up. I mean, I hope people are paying attention to this and people can yell and say whatever they want. They can say, ah, that's anti-Semitic, whatever. Go, you know, jump off a bridge. That's ridiculous. Like these people are funded by these intelligence agencies. You are not stupid. Please, people wake up and pay attention to what they're doing. And you're seeing, of course, runs on banks. You're seeing people concerned about what are they going to, how are they going to be able to get cash? They're driving us away from cash. They're driving us towards a central bank digital currency. They're driving us away or towards digital and away from cash. You already see what the European Central Bank is doing to limit your ability to use cash. You will be considered a terrorist on the gray market if you use more than, I think it's what, a thousand euros for a transaction. Uh, that comes right out of the mouth of Christine Lagarde. That's policy now. So I think you're, you're starting to see the, the scarcity of cash and then, of course, the concerns about getting access to your digital banks. Uh, very, very troubling if they, can, if they can manipulate all of that with the flip of a switch. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely um, very disturbing. And the only way to get people to agree to give away all of those freedoms is to have them scared and panicked about something. And again, uh, like we talked about last time, I think um, the extreme involvement of banks in a lot of these simulations, whether it's Cyber Polygon or um, you know other things that are similar that went on through this WEF partnership against cybercrime or, or the Carnegie endowments, um, uh, equivalent program, you know, uh, it's very, um, they know that things are going to get bad in the financial system and they don't want to be to blame this time, uh, at least publicly, but they were in 2008. So what better way um, to not only absolve yourself of blame and be able to blame some faceless hacker, but also push for the predetermined solution that you want to impose on people uh, than having this 
the cyber attack where we have to have a completely regulated internet and have to be able to uh, tie people's digital IDs to everything they do online. And then, you know, of course, to their money as well, because it's not just a push for ending online anonymity. It's a completely related push to ending financial anonymity as well. And we're seeing this also with major efforts of the DOJ, a member of the WEF Partnership Against Cybercrime, uh, to go after all of these crypto exchanges to surveil people's um, transactions there more than ever before. I mean, if you look at what happened with the recent uh, settlement with with Binance, now the U.S. government can surveil transactions uh, to an extreme degree compared to how it was before. And I think that's likely to, to keep progressing as some of these um, new policies promoted uh, that are being sought by the U.S. Treasury, for example, get approved. Uh, there's not just a, I mean, there's a, a coming push to push all of our money into the digital realm, and it's happening alongside an unprecedented push to surveil that digital money. So people need to be very aware that there's a lot of uh, Orwellian solutions that are going to be pushed in the wake of this uh, apparently coming cyber attack, aside from the war angle. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a very deeply unsettling situation. Uh, but to go back to these simulations for a second, uh, I, I mentioned the things that they uh, talked about doing, but I, I did forget to say that what they, dis what they concluded uh, was that there was going to be uh, the election canceled and, and martial law declared, like, uh, you know. Essentially what they were doing in that yeah, simulation was finding you. the precise things that needed to happen in order to trigger that response. So why what were are the precise these, why things? Why is DHS and the FBI studying that with this company tied to Israeli intelligence, which, by the way, is heavily partnered with Lockheed Martin and has access to a lot of U.S. military systems directly <laughs> because of that partnership. So, so let's be precise then. What specifically, as a part of the cyber reason tabletop exercises, did the FBI and the intelligence community put together that said these certain items need to happen in order for martial law to take place, President Biden to become, you know, dictator, basically, uh, cancel an election. What precise things would have to happen in these tabletop exercises through this cyber attack? Well, these simulations happened in uh, during the Trump administration. Uh, back uh, around the time of the 2020 election. And essentially it was a team uh, composed of employees from Cyber Reason, almost all of which were veterans of this particular intelligence service. And the people that were trying to defend against these cyber attacks in the simulation were DHS and the FBI. So essentially you had Cyber Reason employees gauging the reaction in order to obtain this particular outcome. Um, but again, you have uh, Alexander Mayorkas after the simulation takes place saying that same exact type of attack, these killware attacks are going to be the next big thing. And, um, but, you know, but what would attacks, trigger, but what would trigger, you know, what, what, what would trigger something that would rise to the level of martial law? I mean, you know, it happened at yeah, the tail okay. end of the Trump administration. So now it's under the Biden administration and then we're heading into the 2024 mm -hmm. election. Is it, you mm -hmm. know, electric, electric grid collapses uh, you know, banking system collapses or is yes. blocked and that's, that's what would trigger it. What would trigger it? So in these particular simulations, it didn't even go that far. It was much smaller. It was things like, again, the hacking of um, self drivers of traffic lights and a lot of emphasis on social media and m misinformation. So it's that course, small. It's just uh, traffic lights and misinformation. 
causing panic and fear and people being run over by self-driving cars, which by the way, uh, Vice did an investigation where they interviewed people from Unit 8200 several years ago about how simple it is to hack not just self-driving cars, but anyone's car. Well, I, I was a part of a big investigation. We went out to Pittsburgh and I sat with uh, hackers who managed to hack into these cars and I drove one of these vehicles and I was driving it total, had total control myself. And then they remotely took control of the car and ran me right into a ditch for this, to show us that they could wow. take total control yeah. of the car. And we had it all on camera and we filmed the whole thing and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't control the wheel. I couldn't do anything. They ran me right off the road and I almost, I mean, it was for, it was for a segment. We were filming it and trying to understand how this technology worked. They almost ran me right into a tree, by the way, and they later apologized for it. But I, I, we, were, we were speeding. We were going pretty fast and it ran me right off into almost into a tree in a ditch. So yeah, they can, they can do this if they want. And this was... Eight years ago. Imagine how sophisticated the technology is now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, again, it's definitely disturbing stuff. I wish more people uh, would be paying attention to this, particularly the attribution side and how extensively this has been gamed out by our national security agencies. Uh, think tanks tied to national security and a lot of these contractors either tied to U.S. or Israeli intelligence. And in talking about all this stuff, I'm certainly uh, not trying at all. Uh, to pick on Israel. But what I do want to emphasize is that a lot of conservatives specifically have a blind spot here. Um, Israel, just like the U.S., has a deep state, and it has for a very, very long time. And if you go back to events like Iran-Contra and every sort of CIA scandal, essentially, um, from then on, uh, is, is the Israeli and American deep states collaborate very, very frequently on all sorts of things. And I think that's likely what we're seeing uh, here as well in terms of this buildup. And it's, again, unsettling. And I do want to make clear, too, that both the American deep state and the Israeli deep state have no problems killing their own people to get what they want and advance their ultimate goal of more power and control and money for themselves. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. We've seen that. Well, they will kill presidents of the United States. We we know that they've done that as well, uh, JFK. Um, I'll get you out of here on this, Whitney, which is this week we saw this massive cyber attack, if you want to call it that. Uh, where do you think the fingerprints there lie with this cyber attack this week as you're, as you're studying how this thing was unfolding this week and listening to the media's response to it? We were told China. Um, are you referring to the one that was blamed on China or the yeah. the one on Rumble that you also mentioned? Okay, so well, as was far as I read connected. about the China... Yeah, I think it was connected because mm -hmm. it was the same day. Rumble was attacked. Netflix was down. Banks were being hit, allegedly. Uh, but yeah, we were hearing immediately it's China. Yeah, so, you know, again, uh, there was... I only really read uh, the articles, uh, I believe, that were put up by the Washington Post that got a lot of circulation on those attacks. I didn't, unfortunately didn't have time to dig uh, too deeply into all of the reporting on it. Uh, but in those particular articles, it didn't talk about so much what the uh, alleged attacks were, were more that it was a lot of probing or that they were embedded in national infrastructure seen there, this particular group, which again, they referred to as Volt Typhoon. And it, the article itself was mostly people um, 
from think tanks or former, um, you know, national security talking about Chinese hackers. And there was really very little substance as far as to what the actual uh, attacks or probing uh, were and uh, how they know that Volt Typhoon is affiliated with China and essentially nothing on why they believe it's affiliated with China. Uh, and again, uh, what was said about what they were actually doing came from this group, Recorded Future, uh, which was created with CIA money. And then um, this other, uh, you know, and then Microsoft, which again is uh, deeply embedded with uh, the CTI League, Cyber Reason, all other sorts of stuff. And, you know, obviously through its affiliation with people like Bill Gates is definitely a big part of the uh, push for, you know, globalism more broadly and, you know, all there's all other sorts of things. And it's important to keep in mind that Microsoft is a major contractor uh, for the U.S. national security state and also for uh, the Israeli national security state. And now Ukraine. And want to have their software put on all voting machines. It's called Election Guard. I wrote about that software right. back for... Um, <laughs> Uh, for Mint Press News a few years oh, ago, and uh, it's directly affiliated with NewsGuard, the uh, censorship uh, engine that's been under fire, and I think recently sued by um, uh, some big names as of late. Uh, so, yeah. um, you know, Can't if NewsGuard was engaged in malfeasance, uh, do you think Election Guard won't be? I would be <laughs> kind of naive. Right. No, Election Guard's going to save us. Exactly. Oh boy. I mean, George Orwell must be. It just must be rolling over. It's unbelievable. Uh, Whitney Webb, as always, thank you so much. I encourage all of our viewers to go and read uh, Whitney's great website. It's uh, unlimitedhangout.com, right? Have I got the URL correct? Unlimitedhangout.com. Mm -hmm. yep. You can check Whitney's great reporting and investigations following the money. Um, and so hopefully people wake up when they hear these stories, when they read a Washington Post story, they understand where this money is coming from. Whitney, great to see you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me again. Take care. Thank you so much for watching this segment here at Redacted. We are live every day at 4 p.m. Eastern time trying to share the stories that the mainstream media will not cover. You should also come over and join our community of Redacted Rebels over at redacted.inc. That's our private locals community where we can share exclusive content that we simply cannot share here on YouTube. Come over and join the rebellion together right now by going to redacted.inc. We'll see you next time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.